Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of the Penultimate Game Show. Today's topic is a conversation about superhero games. But before we get into that discussion, we've got a little housekeeping. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, consider dropping a like and a sub. And don't forget to hit the bell to get notifications for all of our shows. Like the penultimate game show which is this show right now for some reason again i have to fix this i didn't fix this at all the um marvel mondays initiative the cross media show and animation uh if you're watching on twitch and you have amazon prime you have prime gaming which means you have one free sub to give out and we'd love it if you just give it to us you know but if not that's quite all right for those of you that don't know who i am my name is ruben guerrero the director of this channel, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, the anime slash manga expert, Ryan Smith. Ryan, how's it going? I'm pretty good. Excited, excited to do this episode. Good. I've got some strong opinions in superhero games. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Today's guests are the guardian of an incoming child, Eric. In. Eric, that's a, that's okay. All right. How do you liking that? I that yeah. That's a that's a intro. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That I mean it's accurate. I yes, mean, so it is. That's that's right. I'm good. I, I uh, tried to like squeeze in some you know of your favorite game. Some topical st- topical. Yeah. Stuff happening right now. Sure, yeah, sure, I get sure. it. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing good. Good. I'm ready to talk superhero games. Excellent. Well, I have some bad news for you actually. But we'll get into that later. Okay. And finally, we have the man that knows everything about JRPGs and fighting games, John Rivera. John, how's it going? Going pretty good. Good. I'm excited. About You're excited? Going on. I'm excited to talk superhero games. I'm excited for all the games coming out this year. It's just a good year for video games. Good. That is right. So. Before we get into all that, I still have more podcasts and stream updates. Um, This past Saturday, Christian had a couple of guests to do a spoiler cast on Life is Strange, True Colors. It's up on YouTube. Go check it out. Uh, Christian has also done our first video essay of the channel, for the channel. It's all about Death Stranding and the weirdness that comes with it. So, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's... 35 minutes of your time and i'm telling you this right now right here it's worth the 35 minutes it's actually worth the 70 minutes if you think about it just watching it twice so just saying it's damn good yeah it's damn good that's what i haven't had a chance to watch it yet i highly recommend it john highly recommend it um thursday we are definitely doing something i just don't know what yet okay i have a couple days well just really you have a you have a day i have a day you have you have you have half a day <laughs> i have a day and a half to figure out what we're doing um but i'm sure i'll let christian know and he'll put it up on twitter and do some stuff like that you know put it out on the interwebs um i'm probably going to be streaming some more death loop or yes christian you in the chat um Probably streaming some more Deathloop or probably jumping into Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake Intermission or even Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, which is out today and is also 
one of our topics for today's show. So, before we get into everything, what have we been playing recently? Ryan, let's start with you. Oh, I've had my time uh, mixed between two very different games. So, it finally has happened to me. If we if we if we look behind me, we can tell. This also, I host animated. I like anime. I've been hooked by Genshin Impact. Oh, of I course. started to play Genshin Impact, and by started, I put like almost fifty hours into it over the course of two weeks. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and it's everything I liked about Breath of the Wild, of all the parts I didn't about Breath of the Wild. So I've been having a great time with it. Wait, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. It's everything you liked about Breath of the Wild. I liked Wild. it about Breath of the Wild without any of the bad. The weapons don't break. Okay. The map makes a lot more sense. It's better the gotcha time. gameplay. Oh, I love the gotcha gameplay. But um, And then the other one I've been playing is uh, Life is Strange, True Colors. Haven't beaten it yet, so I haven't been able to listen to our spoiler cast, but I got two more chapters... And woo boy, that's it. It's a good one. It, it Life is Strange one is one of my personal favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that big a fan of two, but really digging this one. This is a real special game. I'd recommend most people give it a shot. Okay, cool. Anything else? Uh, I dipped my toe into uh, Kenna before uh. Before we did this, I played about two to three hours. Are you looking at it so far? I'll save that for when we get to the discussion on it. Oh, okay, all right, Eric. Hmm. What have you been playing? I have been playing Demon Souls. Um, you know, since I got my five finally a few months ago, I played like Ratchet and all them first. So finally sat down and played Demon Souls. Really good. It's really really good. Probably one of the prettiest things I've ever played. Uh, it's breathtakingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, combat's fun. Definitely can see some inspiration for like all the other Souls games. Because I've never played Demon Souls all the way through. Um, so this remake was my chance to get back into it. So I could, like, I'm like i in an area right now where I'm going through. And I'm like, yep, this is from Dark Souls 3. They use this for inspiration for Dark Souls 3. Oh, I know exactly where you yeah. are. So... Um, it's fun, and I'm doing the uh, Vanguard beta, which is also fun. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, cool. You, wait, so you like it? Yeah, I do. That's very interesting, because I absolutely, I hate it. I think I, it is. Oh, I think it's I, it's just fun, because World War II is probably my favorite Call of Duty of the last few years, because it was just fun to play. Um, and this is fun to play. I mean, pretty much Call of Duties ever since Modern Warfare have basically just been the same just copy and paste in a different time zone time period it's like i'm going through like all the weapon loadouts and stuff and it's the exact same as modern warfare and cold war and so i felt like world war ii was like its own unique style and i just love shooting the bar i really love shooting the bar in this game so uh, i didn't buy cold war i'm probably gonna buy vanguard because there's some people at sledgehammer really like and always support them and yeah shooting some nazis who wouldn't want to do that okay all right that's a fun part and the m1 grand sound though the sound of the clip it, it doesn't sound right I, it's a beta i can 
That's the most important part of any World War II shooter. How good does the M1 sound yeah. reload? <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Eric, Christian said to add him on PS5 later. Okay. And finally, well, not finally. Uh, John, what have you been uh, playing? So, uh, last week I finally beat Neo the Worlds with Ends With You. Um, I've been trying to write a script for that. Um, so my thoughts on that will be in a review once I got that finished. Um, but after that, I noticed we only have a couple weeks left of September. So I've been playing through the Metroid games to get ready for Metroid Dread. I beat uh, Super Metroid, and I've been going through Metroid Fusion um this week so those have been really fun super metroid holds up in a lot of ways there's a couple weird control things going on um but then metroid fusion like does a lot smarter things with how it controls and um i really like they feel like such different games because super metroid is very uh organic and a, a lot of biological stuff going on and fusion is like a zoo so it's like a space laboratory with a bunch of like and like um predatory animals that have been like captured and they're like running amok. So it's still biological but everything feels very contained cuz you're in a space station. Those are I really like how those are two different vibes using similar concepts. All right, cool. Um I have been playing uh Deathloop which, oh, Jesus Christ, it's so good. It's so good, Eric. You gotta buy it. You gotta okay. buy it. Okay. Probably just gonna wait till Black Friday goes on sale. Yeah, that's probably the best bet. Because um, uh, I don't like Arcane that much, so. Listen. So. Go ahead. I think I could sell you on it then. I mean, it because looks neat. It looks really cool. I'm not a Dishonored guy. I never have been. And I thought Prey was a trash game. Oh, I love Prey. That's like a thing. Yeah, I, I didn't. I did not like Prey. Being a cup, it was fun for a little while, but um, Deathloop is one of the best story-based first-person shooters I have ever played. The gunplay in it alone is worth buying. Oh it yeah, it feels so good to shoot in the game. Yeah. Um, I, if we remember correctly, the 75 trailers that we've seen for this game, I, every time I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't want to see any more of this. Like, just put the game out. I don't want to see any more of this. I don't even like this. And then I bought it because everybody was saying it was a really good game. It got tens from a couple of reputable sources and man, oh man, I'm glad I bought it. It's really, really good. Like, it's got my... It's got its hooks into me. And I'm excited to continue playing it. Uh, all Other than that, I think I've been playing Splitgate and... Jesus Christ, I don't even know. I've never heard of Jesus Christ, I don't even know. Yeah, like Jesus Christ <laughs> Simulator. Oh my God, could you imagine? There's yeah. probably there's a Bible a, game. Probably a tiny indie fighting game called, I think it's Fight of Gods. That's about like, it's it's a really cheaply made fighting game, but it's got a bunch of gods in it, and one of them is Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's his, his start of animation is he's nailed to the cross and he just like oh, rips no. the cross oh, off, no. and jumps off. It's really dope. Okay, all right. Um, I think that's pretty much it for this segment. 
do we have anything else we want to add before we continue? I don't think it. No, I'm good. You brought okay. up Deathloop. Yeah. All right, cool. So, first uh, small topic. Uh, today we found out that the executive in charge of Overwatch 2 leaves Blizzard. I'm pulling this from IGN by uh, P.D. Oneto. Uh, we know that yesterday we got the big news. We got the news that the SEC will be looking into the happenings at Activision Blizzard and Bobby Kodak was even subpoenaed. Today we got the news that Overwatch executive producer Chaco Sony, Sonny, sorry, uh, is leaving Blizzard Entertainment on Friday. Uh, Blizzard spokesman, spokesman confirmed to Bloomberg that Chaco, who oversees the whole Overwatch franchise and development for the sequel, will leave the company. Blizzard has been an absolute privilege and one of the best experiences of my career, uh, Sonny said in an email to staff, according to Bloomberg. Blizzard also says that Overwatch 2 is nearing the end of production at the time of Sonny's exit. An update on Overwatch 2 will be provided later this month, and uh, the timeline on it may have shifted considering Overwatch 2 was reportedly still years, still years out from launch. Jesus Christ. I thought this game was coming out this uh, the next two years. That's interesting because I do remember like a 2021 date that was definitely before COVID and when they announced like the not the date but like a 2021 they like didn't say anything about the game for like nine months or something. Jesus. I never remember a 2021 release date for Overwatch 2. I could have sworn it was like they had a trailer in like 2019. I remember because it was I, the, yeah, I was at the BlizzCon for it. That was the one where they were also out, the, the the Chinese problems were happening because uh, there's everyone dressed like Winnie the Pooh. It was, it was a very uh, interesting. <laughs> it was that the mobile uh, Diablo. It was a terrible yeah. BlizzCon. Yeah, I was yeah. working press for it. It was awful. Sweet Jesus. Oh God. Uh, do we have anything to say about this? Like, hopefully. The people who are causing the problems at uh, Activision Blizzard are not taken care of because that sounds like very negative. Hopefully, like justice is there. You go. There you go. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Um, anybody have anything to say about this, Eric? Um, I sorry, John. Go ahead. I just hope the right people are taken out and we start seeing the fixes we need to see um this is a good sign that more and more people part of it i am annoyed though because this this person is leaving he's not fired he's not being disciplined um so by just leaving the company and arguing you're muted that he might be um not have to face any consequences and i don't like the idea of that nobody likes the idea of that know that this dude has done anything wrong he's just an executive who's leaving right this is true. it's it's not, it's not like we can just say oh well, i'm glad this person is leaving like well we don't know this dude could literally just be burned out of overwatch he's been with overwatch for years and if we're approaching the end of the development cycle it's typically around that time like all right my work here is done I'm gonna move on done stuff so I, I think like this obviously this whole thing going on with activist blizzard has got a lot of people riled up uh, it's rightfully so. 
Like right. it's a shitty thing that's going on over there. They need to get rid of management, new management in, but we can't just like every time somebody leaves a position think that they're they did something. Right. No, obviously I... we don't know if like Jeff Kaplan when he left, it was weird that happened right before all the big stuff came out. So we don't know what's going on with him. So well, didn't he get wasn't his like blizzard name, like his battle net name weird? Well, I mean, yeah, if we all look at our battle name our weird names and shit we've had when we were younger. I mean, we're going to find stuff like, I mean, I can't tell you all the, I've done, I've said stupid shit as a teen. I've still said stupid stuff as an adult. So it's just, well, sure. I can confirm that. It's really hard. Cause like, we're not at blizzard. We're like, we're the, the social court, if you will. Yeah. Like it, we're, we're not on the inside. We don't know what's going on. So it's really hard for us to say, I don't know. I'm losing my train of thought here. I mean, I think <sighs> it's just weird because Overwatch, like I, I've told you guys for the pre-show, I got the playoffs going right now. Overwatch and Blizzard mean a lot to me. And while all this is terrible, it's happening and the workers should come first and the employees should be treated right before the games come out. Like, obviously I want Overwatch 2 out and everything, but the employees should be taken care of first. I think <sighs> Should they release press releases? I don't know. They should stay quiet, just do the investigations. I don't know. But it's a whole mess. To be clear, I want to make sure that everybody's on the same page here. I was more along the lines talking about the SEC stuff. Like, I'm not just saying that this guy did anything wrong. We don't know that for a fact. It doesn't look like uh, he has. But I was more along the lines talking about the justice should be deserved for justice should be served for anybody involving the whole scandal you know yeah of course yeah yeah okay i just wanted to make sure that we're all clear here um does anybody have anything else they want to say about activision blizzard it's funny because the team named the justice is playing right now in the playoffs. So mm. I, don't, I think that's not you don't think I knew that. Is that a newer team? Uh, it was the is... expansion team from 2020. No, 2019. Okay. okay. DC. Okay. Having said that next news story, kind of bridge of spirits reviews have come out today along with the release of the game. Uh, so far, we have gotten a couple of uh, scores, I guess. Uh, Game Spew, which I've never heard of, gave it a 10. I'm pulling this from Nebelian on Twitter. Uh, Dual Shockers gave it a 10. Game Informer gave it a 9. Digital Trends gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Screen Rant also gave it a 4.5 out of 5. The Gamer gave it a 4 out of 5. Uh, Jan gave it an 8. Destructoid an 8. And Press Start an 8. Are any of us... Game Spot also gave it an 8. That came in later. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, uh, as far as I can say, I'm looking up the Metacritic now to see what it is so far. Ooh, let me make a guess. Uh, 83. Oh, that's real close. Anybody else want to make a guess? 84. 84. John, what'd you say? 82. Uh, I'm sorry, guys, but unfortunately, Eric was correct with an 84. Unfortunately? (laughs) Yes, Eric, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, This is based off 25 critic reviews. Um, 
I uh, I'm excited to deep dive do a deeper dive into the game. Hopefully on Thursday, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Ryan, you had some thoughts that you wanted to yeah, give. Yes, so I've put uh, I've put about one, uh, two to three hours in it. I played an hour last night and two today. Okay. And it is like how everybody's put it. It's a really, really pretty PS2 game. Wow. And th- that's not a bad thing. That's not a. When we think retro gaming, we always go to the SNES era, but. The N64 and the Xbox and the PS2 era, that's coming up for retro gaming. Yeah. And games like that. That's why replaying something like the new Ratchet and Clank so much fun is because it takes you back to that era. This is very akin to that, where it takes you back to those classic-style action-adventure games on the PS2, the Sly Coopers and stuff like that. And for what it is, it's really good. Is it going to be in a Game of the Year discussion? Probably not. Wow. But is it a really fun way to kill probably 10 hours? Yeah. I, I, I'll i see it through, but it's definitely not a game, I can already tell now, that is going to be in my top games of the year. Okay. All right. But it's really fun. You can definitely tell this was an animation studio, though. Like, that's it is so pretty. It is so pretty. Okay, cool. Thank you for agreeing with me, Christian. <laughs> oh. What did you think? Uh, what are you thinking, John? Are you interested in this at all? I am very interested in this. It, I Sometimes I get overwhelmed by how every like big franchise tends to try to be like a AAA open world with like a million extra things to do. I'm very much a person that just kind of beelines the main storyline and then comes back later um so the fact that this is like this is a smaller scale game but it doesn't feel like it's out of budget or anything like that like it actually looks really expensive like there's a lot of stuff going in these graphics and things but it looks like the story they want to tell the experience they want you to have is a more contained experience and i i'm really looking forward to something like that um, I, I, I just really, I've never grown tired of the gameplay aspect where like your rooms are somewhat smaller and you're fighting waves of enemies and solving puzzles. Um, I, I, Kingdom Hearts 3 was still like that, just a little bigger than these games tended to be. So I'm, I'm excited for this whenever I'll have time to play it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric, any thoughts? I'll get it eventually. Got too much to play right now. Okay. All right. Not too much to play, and you're having a kid soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next news story is a double Halo technical preview. Emails have started to go out for another uh, technical preview for Halo Infinite's multiplayer for this weekend and next weekend. I was able to get an invite. Did anybody else get one? I got my invite. Oh, shit. No, no. John, what about you? I I haven't tried to. I'm not much of a Halo guy. I'll just okay. kind of dip in when it comes out. Okay. All right. It's free. Just remember that. Oh. Yeah. Um, game Pass? This is true. Free with yes, Game Pass. I, I think he's saying the technical preview is free. Uh, oh, no. The multiplayer is free. 
Oh. oh, oh, right. The multiplayer is like full. No, game. yeah, I think it's not yeah. even with yeah. Game Pass. It's just free. Yeah, I think yeah. you need Xbox Game, uh, Xbox Live to play it because okay. you need online services. I don't think so. I think they did say no, that it was going to be. If you're on PC, you just need to download the Xbox app. And oh yeah, then yeah, probably free, free. Which is how I'd be playing. I don't have an Xbox. Uh, let me look at this up. I'm pretty sure it's free. To play that they said yeah it will be free to play yeah and yeah, support up to 120 fps jesus christ right. that's the good stuff yeah that for this 3090 and here's four mm. i'd be able to do that if i had a monitor but my monitor is only 60 fps it's okay it's okay um i am excited for this ryan hopefully we can get together with some people oh yeah we gotta squad up and figure out how the fuck we're gonna do this? And kill some. Halo is one of my favorite franchises of all time. Mm -hmm. I am so excited for this game. We had. And oh, god. I, I've seen gameplay from the first and got to try it a little bit. I had a, a friend who got into the first technical test. It plays very well, from what I can tell. I know they've updated a little bit for this technical test, so I'm excited to see what they've done to it. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens there. Okay, cool. Um, we had some fun playing uh, Halo for the uh, toy stream we did for the anniversary, so I am excited to get back into that and play some Halo with, it, with some of the guys. It's going to be a great time. I'm excited. Um, Christian, just a heads up. I said it in the chat, but I'll say it again. I already have Phasmophobia, but there's no way in hell that you're going to get me to play Phasmophobia on stream. It's just not going to happen. But what's okay. Halloween? Ooh, it's spook times. We'll we see. We'll seasonal. see. We'll see. We'll see. It's not Halloween yet. Okay, so we, we still have... September 1st begins the Halloween That's time. not true. October 31st begins the Halloween it's, time. It's oh, okay. no, no. October no, 1st. No. October 1st. October 1st. No. It's, no, it's, uh, it's pre-Halloween. Like, you know how the NFL has the preseason and then the No, I don't know how the or NFL has... Halloween, Halloween is the season of Halloween, and then the last week of Halloween is the Halloween playoffs. The minute I can Halloween get a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks, it's Halloween. it's Halloween. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all, yeah. okay? No. That's, it is true. No, it's not. It's I, the I, best time of the year. I refuse to it believe is. that. This is the best time of the year. No, Christmas is the best time of the year. We're not going to no. get not. I love Christmas. This. It's my favorite holiday, but uh, I, I like, I'd like it if Christmas occurred pre-snowy breezy rain times no, and that's why i kinda love fall in general I, I i don't consider halloween a real holiday because we don't get off work you still have to come into work on halloween so it's like a pretend holiday i mean eric he's not wrong you can't don't do that he's not wrong i mean you the know, holiday you, you see don't, you don't visit the grandparents on halloween you don't, That's you the don't best get... part of Halloween is you don't have to see your fucking family. Oh, all right. You have to see your neighbors, <laughs> and that's Christ. even more awkward. Oh god. You don't have to see your neighbors. No, you don't. You don't have Who, to. Like... Where do you go trick or treating? To like. I don't. I'm thirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the best part of Halloween. It's fun I mean, at all ages. When you're a kid, you trick or treat. Uh -huh. When you're a teenager, you pull the tricks, and when you're an adult, you get drunk. 
It's a great pathway. See, that yeah, sounds yeah. like everything I don't like. Human interaction and drugs. You all okay? Yeah, that's what the holidays are, Ruben. You get drunk. No. You get candy. No. Yes, that's literally what Christmas time is. I don't get drunk at Christmas time. Do you? I yes. do get for Christmas. Nah, I get drunk with food if that makes sense. That does no. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I get food. You don't drunk. get inebriated on food. I mean, I get into a real deep coma. I don't know. I saw an ad on the freeway that said weed pizza. <laughs> where, do you, where do you live again, Ryan? Arizona. <laughs> I'm guessing they legalized it there. Yeah, it's legal. Like in Indiana, it's still, people still make frowning faces. Uh, Christian t- in the <laughs> chat <laughs> says December is the goat yeah. month, uh, and he's a Scorpio, and he gets high in days that end in Y. So. yeah and gentlemen it's about this time that we get into today's big topic what no that's okay i could sort of heard you say something i said topic of the show oh oh. again i feel like that's uh you know just stealing from other people i'm trying to like make it i I would have gone stop 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 that was stealing from other people. I mean, I, I, I'm old, so I remember when it was topic of the week, and they go. T- anyway, uh, I've wanted to discuss this since Sony showcase, which I believe was about two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if somebody can confirm that, that'd be great. We all saw the reveal of Wolverine and Spider-Man 2 uh, with both being exclusives for PS5. I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about how Xbox is shit out of luck without a Marvel superhero game. And shh, just just shut up, people. Just stop talking, okay? I'm going to let everybody else talk, and then I'll continue. Ah. Whatever. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. I'll take the right. Well, what do you, what do we think of this, Ryan? First off, the Xbox people, you're getting Starfield and arguably Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, but those are Bethesda games, games, you know. Those are Bethesda, you're getting Bethesda games though. Yeah, you but know, they usually break. They might be in. Yes, and before 2015, be superhero games were ninety percent bad. Uh, yeah, ninety percent. You're not wrong. Yeah, so that was Arkham and. One Spider-Man game. Are so. we are we saying superhero games based on an existing superhero, or are we saying superhero, superhero games based on an existing superhero? Because yes. Infamous was pretty good. Infamous was good. Spider-Man and back. Spider-Man Two from twenty uh, two thousand two was pretty good. Four Raven. Two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand. Oh, I was I mean, two thousand two Spider-Man game was also fun as uh, as a kid. Yeah, I right. I, I just don't know what you're talking about, man. He had what? what am I talking about? Okay. Uh, what was the Spider-Man game? I believe it was PS3, where you went around different dimensions, different Spider-Man. Uh, shattered dimensions. Was it Shattered Dimensions or Web Dimensions? It... It it's shattered. shattered dimensions because the dimensions are shattered, and that's that game was awful. Dimensions. What? No, wow. I've heard no, nothing. It fucking rocks. I heard it was pretty good. It just wasn't an open world Spider-Man game, and people made faces about that. Wait, but... wait, no. Christian in the chat says Ryan is I wrong. I think Sorry. this is a different game. 
Are you thinking You're of thinking Edge of Time? Web, web I'm thinking of Edge of Time. I'm oh, thinking of Edge of Time. That was the sequel. The sequel Web of Shadows was bad. Web of Shadows was fun. Because that was what it was. I never played Web of Shadows, but I heard it was good. And then I got the Time one, and that game sucked. I was like, why does anyone like this? Edge of Time is not good. No. Friend or Foe looks awful. Or it's like a PS2, Marvel... PS3 Crosshair game. And I can't tell which is which because the graphics are too good for PS2. But then it also looks like PS2 CGI graphics, even though it's a PS3 game. It's such a weird thing. Friend of Foe was not good. What was I didn't like the Ultimate Alliance games. One is really fun. Two is god awful. And three's okay. I never tr- played two. You don't need to. Three, <laughs> three looks okay. And then like three, three, three has really fun. complicated for unknown reasoning. Huh. I, I, the scary. strength of three was that like each level was de- dedicated to something different Marvel related. Like the first level was Guardians themed, so yeah. you plays the Guardians. Second level, I think, was like the Raft. So it's a bunch of yeah, Spider Man villains. Yep. The third, like that, like you, there's one where you fight the Sentinels, the X Mansion. You go to Hell and fight Hella. So uh, I'd say that was like a that. weakness. Was yeah, I mean, that game. That's so weird. And then the the DLC, you fought God Doom, and it was awesome. That was really cool. It was a fun way to kill an afternoon. Me and my friend Couch co-opted it, and it took us a day to beat it. We got a pizza. Lovely time. Mm. But that's the thing. It's since about, I'd say, Christian, don't do this. Now, (laughs) since Spider-Man 2018, it feels like superhero games have been on horizon, been hitting their marks. Wow. Since 2018's Spider-Man. Not even mm-hmm. since uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, Arkham was the exception back then. Because other games came out around Arkham and they were bad. Yeah. Like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Okay. But Arkham was the exception. And when we get into what makes a good superhero game, I'll go deeper into Arkham. Okay. But no, I think 2019, especially now with big, not these, it felt like for a long time, superhero games were left to the double uh, A developers, like the THQs, the, the, the ones like that, the Deep Silvers, the teams that aren't making the triple A games, they make fun games, but they're still going to be buggy problems and all that. Now it feels like superhero games are finally getting, because of the Marvel renaissance and everything to do with the MCU, superheroes on the rise, and so are their games. And now they're getting the budgets, the teams, and the people who should be working on them. And that's why things like Spider-Man were some of the best games I played that year and in that whole generational time. And, And just like Miles, Miles is still my second favorite game on the PS5. There's like five games in the PS5. <laughs> there are. But they're all bangers. <laughs> the problem is they're all bangers now. No, yeah, I'm not denying that. Oh, God. John, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, well, this is my rant. Someone else can talk. <laughs> Eric, 
you wanted to be on this episode. You practically begged me to have you I did, on. I didn't beg you, but I mean, if you want to, if you want to throw that showmanship in there, sure, that's fine. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, Ryan's right. Like superhero games have come a long way from you know Spider-Man on Atari to uh, Superman '64 and stuff like that. And I think it was because, like back then, obviously we all know about licensed games. Like you threw out these games to tie in with the movie. You got like Batman, Batman Forever. I had Batman Forever on the uh, Sega Genesis. I played that because, you know, this was a Batman game. Obviously, kids are going to want to play it. And so like with the rise of the license game, it basically became, let's just get stuff out there. It, it was, at one point, it was all like shovelware for the Wii. Let's just make as many superhero stuff as we can. They tried an experiment with different stuff. Like I remember, I forget what the name of it was called, but they had an X-Men fighting game. Um, uh, Dark, I remember it. Yeah, yes. well, Capcom made a bunch of Marvel fighting games before Marvel versus Capcom, so there was like an X Men game and then a Marvel superheroes game. Yeah, and then they started doing the crossover thing. Yeah, but those were made off of the Street Fighter uh, Three engine, and they were great. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, like, obviously, like Ryan says, you got some exceptions to the rules. Like, obviously, Marvel versus Capcom Two. Um. Some games like that, those were like really great superhero games, but at, at that's core, that was a great fighting game mm-hmm. that just happened to have superheroes. Like it was based off of superheroes. If it Dotsy. had all the original characters, it'd still be an amazing game. Yeah, and so that's why it worked is because they focused on the game rather than just hey, let's just get sell sell this IP and whatnot. And so obviously, you have some diamonds in the rough you have 2004 spider-man 2 which is still a great game um you have let's see what was some other ones i remember the 2005 batman begins movie tie-in game was interesting because it started to implement like the fear stuff that they used in the arkham games yeah um so that was interesting and i feel as though like the superhero games today take homage from previous games um because they focus on the game first. They're not fo- like they're just telling wonderful stories with these characters. You don't have to sell anything. Like I'm sure we all I remember when the MCU first started, each of the first thing of MCU movies had a video game tied with it. Yep. Like you had Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, you had a Thor game, you had a Cap the game. The one wasn't half bad. The what? The Thor one wasn't <laughs> half bad. Yeah, so like that that was that's the thing of um superhero games that are bad in the sense of they were just licensed stuff. They were stuff to get out there to sell things. But then 2009 comes around and we get Arkham Asylum out. And this is a unique story has nothing to do with anything, but obviously you get people excited because Kevin and Kevin, like we're on first name basis, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill back. And then you tell this story that's basically Batman meets Die Hard, And, with some Metroidvania stuff and you have what are people arguably say is one of the best games of that year. God, could you imagine? And that's one of the most stacked years in gaming. Yeah. Like a Batman game, which like Batman has been known to have terrible games. Oh yeah. Um, like, Oh God, does anyone remember the Batman and Robin game for PS one? Where it was like, yes. it was like a oh third person. God. Like it was so bad. Yes. Um, and then, like, going forward now, 
the Arkham games are pretty much like right up there with Spider-Man as this is this is the pedigree. This is the top of the mountain. Um, and of course, like Arkham City is still the most hyped for a game I've ever been. Um, and that game's exceptional. Arkham Knight is exceptional. Arkham Origins is really good. Throwing that out there. Have it. I'm going to play it eventually. Arkham Origins is really good. Uh, then obviously like Spider-Man and Miles. Those are great. And I think the thing they focused on is making sure you get this IP in the hands of developers who care. Like Insomniac, crazy, wild gameplay. Perfect for Spider-Man. You get, obviously, like on the DC side of things, you have Warner Brothers Montreal, who made a Batman game already, so they know what it takes to make more Batman stuff with Gotham Knights. Yeah. Uh, you got Rocksteady, who has shown their pedigree. Give them Suicide Squad. Like you got to pair these characters with people who care. Like the Guardians game is big, but I know Montreal. Guardians, a lot of choices with these characters, dynamics. The Deus Ex stuff will help with that. Your choices matter and everything. So I think when you put stuff in the hands of the right developers, Crystal Dynamics, I know you're working on stuff. It's okay. Avengers is great. I love Avengers. So, so that's what you, you just got to trust the developer. You got to put hands in the trust in the developer. And then, you know, like John said earlier, it's right. Like they don't have to be all IP based. Infamous is fantastic. And if like, if you want to look at other stuff, fucking Bayonetta has got superpowers. Like, <laughs> uh, so, and she's running around doing stuff. So you got to put trust. It's like with a movie, you got to trust the developer. You can't just throw it out there. Yay. Willy nilly. Uh, Christian's in the chat. I think a developer needs to earn trust. Well, I'm glad that you said that, Ryan, because Christian's in the chat saying, Eric, <laughs> making a good case for why. Crystal <laughs> Dynamics to get that privilege. It's revoked. <laughs> uh, what? Eric's making a good case for why Crystal Dynamics should get their privileges oh. revoked. I mean, like, obviously you're going to have some stuff. And uh, Crystal, if you look at it, Crystal Dynamics, not a developer that makes a live service game. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I've Single player experience. And then they get thrown into something that they're not used to. Obviously, it stumbled out of the gate. Yes. Now, with Black Panther coming in, some goodwill has come back. And they still talk about how they're going to be making new heroes and new stuff going into Spider-Man's next year. Spider-Man's coming out this year. Did the raid ever come out? The raid is coming out, I think, in uh, next month or something like that. Okay. Because uh, they're increasing power level to get ready for the raid. And I think they're learning. That's the most important thing is they're learning. Goodwill has come back with Wakanda, the War for Wakanda franchise. When right. Spider-Man comes out, people are going to, no matter if it's good or not, people are going to try out Spider-Man. It's the most popular, he, the most popular character out there. Yep. And so they're, they're learning. They're figuring it out. Not I, everyone's. Oh, I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead. I talk too much. No, no, no. All I was gonna say is I've talked a lot of shit about the Avengers game, but if I have to give credit where credit is due, the storyline for that game, none right of the games as a service mechanics, is one of the best superhero stories I've played. The story was fantastic of getting the Avengers back together and all that. So where they were highlight, if they were just given a 30-hour Avengers game and the same gameplay style and everything with just a storyline, that would have been an amazing game, and it would have deserved this conversation in Game of the Year. But they were given something they didn't know how to deal with. 
So yeah, problems will come arise from that. But for what they were good at, they certainly did well in it in that game. I think it's definitely still the best live service story like campaign I've done. Like obviously like Destiny one and two campaigns are fun. Ugh. Uh they were fun to play. Um and then you got division campaigns were fun. I think like the soup like the Marvel Avengers storyline, that's the best mm-hmm. live service campaign I've played. And you know, it's getting there. Like it's got a great foundation. The game's got a great foundation. I think they just mm-hmm. they needed some time. So yeah, um, I just think that if Crystal Dynamics didn't have... I don't know if we're still talking about Crystal, but... We are. Okay, if Crystal Dynamics had their way, they probably would have made a kick-ass uh, single-player game for the Avengers, and they did. The single-player uh, single campaign is really, really good. I It's, I would say, very creative for what they did. Um, I just don't think that Square Enix shouldn't have asked them to make it a, a, a games as a service game. I agree. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's a question of just like how expensive these games are to make because has Crystal Dynamics made a lot of games where you play more than a single character? I don't think so. Mostly, yeah, no, they made the Tomb Raider more. series, right? Yeah. Isn't that their claim to fame? Yeah. And yeah, X, that's baby. What and what? So, Gex. Enter the Gecko. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. Is this Gex night already? Um, so, I'm wondering if, like, the, the way to monetize making a game where you can play four separate characters, plus, because, like, it's not just Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, and Captain America. You got Black Widow. You got Miss um, Marvel. Like, that's at least six different characters that they all want to feel unique, that they none of them... Like, this isn't Marvel Ultimate Alliance where everyone has the same button pushes to do different things right. and from a top down. These are all unique three-dimensional characters. I'm wondering if they're like, look, this is how much it's going to cost to make that game. You need to find a way to make significantly more than that. And I'm wondering if the... The way to monetize that was like, I guess we got to make it live service if we want to keep keep this, keep the revenue coming in more than just like a big burst and hope we get, like Square Enix is famous for being like we made we sold eight million copies of Tomb Raider and we didn't make enough. Yeah, this franchise isn't growing as big as we like. That's why they put Deus Ex on hold. Um, I I'm wondering if that's just the cost to make an Avengers a team based game rather than what. Idos Montreal is doing where they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy game where you only play as Peter Quill and you tell your buddies to do certain things. Yeah. And they're integrating that team into the choices and as like super moves where like you do a thing as Peter Quill, you push a button and then he goes, Hey Groot, do your Groot thing. Hey Rocket, shoot a rocket. Um the 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 cost of development and like the unfortunate fact is that we can't just talk about how video games work, we always got to go, well, how do they make money off of it? Because unfortunately, that ends up affecting how these games are made, what their gameplay styles are. Um, and that I think that's probably what happened to Avengers, is they're like, look, if you want to have six playable characters plus, you're going to have to figure out a way to make that. Um, if you can't make it so that we can sell a ton of copies right away, you got to make it last longer. And I'm wondering if also, like, when they were scoping out how long it would take the game, 
they'd be like, at if we release here, this is a couple months out from when next gen is supposed to drop. So we need to make this game last because otherwise it's going to be a game that people go, I got a PS5, I don't want to play a PS4 game anymore yeah. type situation. I think another part of it is that if we look at when that game got announced, all the talk in the gaming sphere was about games as a live service. Everything at that time and place was trying to be a live service. That is also so true. that also probably swayed like, hey, this we got we got this uh live this live service thing seems to be popping off. We should probably get on this. Yeah. I, I don't think if I remember correctly, like when the game was announced, I think in January of twenty seventeen, I don't think they said it was gonna be a live service game. No, I mean, they it said didn't. it was it was just gonna be a game, and then we found out it was gonna be a live service game at that E three. Um and I, I can say that I've given them... So I bought the Deluxe Edition when it first came out. And I've already spent also probably 80 to to $100 in cosmetics. That's how they get their revenue. Because I bought both Black Panther skins. I bought all the in-game skins for everybody. Um, so... For a second there... I thought you said you spent eighty to eight hundred dollars. Oh, eighty to a hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, okay, I got real concerned. Uh, so I mean, like, and the problem is when they try to talk about that game, a lot of it is the cosmetic stuff. Like, I want them to talk about the actual game itself, and where it's that's leaning into the hey, they care more about the IP than the actual game. Um, but I think that I think it's in a good place. Um, right now, because uh, every John's right, every hero feels unique to play. Yes. Other than Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, which are pretty identical, like everyone, all of them feel way different. Like they could be the star of their own game. Um, so, uh, but let's really back to the topic at hand here. Even if Xbox was able to get, let's say Xbox was able to get a Marvel superhero, what de- who's developing this game? What studio? Well, who are they, who are they get? Just pick a, uh, just pick anybody. I'm looking for Fantastic Four game. Okay, who who's going to be developing it? I I just I don't, don't see any besides the the coalition. Which if I'm not cor- if I'm correct, they're doing perfect art. Right, but didn't they doing also perfect do perfect Gears of War? If I'm remembering, well, the initiative was doing perfect art. Oh, the initiative being perfect dark, yeah. The noun studios. Mess, yeah, uh, they all sound the same. If I remember correctly, the coalition is the one that was in charge of Gears of War. Yeah, is that correct? Okay. I okay. think Obsidian or Ninja Fury both could make a good a good superhero game. Really, you think so? Oh yeah. Let me let me talk to Phil Spencer real quick. Phil, talking to you, man. I know you got stuff going on. Let Ninja Fury. Make a Moon Knight game, please. Oh, they could do Moon Knight. What was, Make a Moon Knight game. What was the last game that Ninja Theory did? Uh, Hell, Hell... That'd be Hellblade's uh, team. That Hellblade. would be the <laughs> that multiplayer game that oh, they released right. last year. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the bad Overwatch. Yeah. Okay. The one where everyone had knives for hands. Bleeding Edge, that's what it was. What did I say? I said like Razor's you said Edge. Edge Lord. I said Razor's Edge and then Edge Lord because I knew I had uh, Edge. In- so yeah, I mean oh the problem is like who's Xbox gonna get? 
They're yeah. literally the most popular superhero of all time right now is with PlayStation. And now <laughs> you're taking another one, and Wolverine. They, also, they have the most popular X-Men, I think. I think that's a Wolverine. I oh, would yeah. I would say if you're thinking of if Xbox is even thinking of something, Iron Man would probably be your best bet. But then again, I just don't but see any Sony studio. Sony has a VR Iron Man too. Yeah, but uh, did that game do really well? It was pretty I, good. It was yeah, funnish. But, but I bet Sony would be like, "Hey, if you want to make us like a real Iron Man, like, like." What I'm trying to say is like, there's all of the Avengers that they could probably do without Spider-Man. You know? Yeah. Captain America, you could do Iron Man, you could do Thor. First-person shooter out of Captain America. Microsoft I was just thinking you could do a third-person action-adventure World War II game of Cap. Mm-hmm. Who would do it? Ooh. Ooh, who would do that? That's good. I mean, do you, you see what I'm trying to get at here? Uh, what I'm trying to say is, like, I, I, there's no so studio for when, me. When I was looking at this, that Microsoft Studios... Uh, I was thinking Ninja Theory, and the other two I was thinking of, and this isn't what people want, but they would make a really good, different kind of super game hero game, and that would be if Rare ever gets to take a break off of, uh, I forget what the pirate game is called. Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. If they could ever take a break off of that, they could do something interesting. And Psychonauts is a superhero game. Like, there are a bunch of dudes with psychic powers. I'm pretty sure there's psychic superheroes, like... I think uh, Double Fine could make a pretty good, unique, more comic book-styled superhero game that would be entertaining. It wouldn't be your AAA Sony killer, but it would be something. Okay, I could see that. Uh, but I think I agree with your point, which is that all of Microsoft Studios are so specialized to make one specific kind of game, it's hard to make them... And not even not even game, franchise. Like, the Forza teams make Forza games, like car games. The Halo team, 343, makes Halo games. The Gears of War team makes Gears of War. Um, I think when people say Xbox needs a superhero game, they're not... I think they're trying to identify a problem that isn't necessarily superheroes. What they're really saying is that Microsoft needs a character-based franchise. A franchise where you go, I want to know what happens to this guy next. I don't think anyone says that about Master Chief. I don't think anybody says that about Marcus Phoenix or whatever his son's name is. I think they say, oh boy, I can't wait to play multiplayer in these games. And the advantage that Sony has had with the PS4 is that you go, I want to see what that red-haired girl who fights robots is all about. I want to get her to know her story. Um, You want to know what's happening to Joel and Ellie in the new Last of Us game. You want to know what's happening. Like, as good as Spider-Man is... You're there for Peter Parker. You're there to see what his story is about, what he's interacting with MJ. And, uh, I mean, that's that's why Spider-Man Miles Morales works so well, is you, you saw little bits and pieces of him in Spider-Man 1. You're like, yes, I'm into a game where I get to see what this other character is going on and what his story is all about. And for the past, like, since the 360... They have just been kind of refreshing Halo Master Ch- or Halo Gears of War Forza, and thinking that they can coast on that, and it hasn't been working. And I think part of it is that those franchises haven't really changed much on a conceptual level since the 360 era. Like they're 
their gameplay focused multiplayer network based games and Sony has been dominating the zeitgeist with the past generation through like making these wonderful fascinating stories that are character driven I think God of War is a good example of that where they took a game that was like a Devil May Cry clone a hack and slash combo based game and they were like let's reinvent this as a story focused title about a father and a son it came out before Devil May Cry uh, uh, I think I think it was Ninja Gaiden that came out. So Devil May Cry One came out in two thousand one. The first God of War came out in two thousand um, five. Yeah, that, was that, that would be. Did a PS two life cycle? Yeah, God of War Two came out in two thousand seven. Yep. I don't know why in my head it was a PS two launch. I love you, God of War Two. You're my second favorite God of War game. Wow. God of War Two is fucking good. Second I favorite. I love three. God, I love three. Three is fun. I that was the first game I ever had played with an HDMI cord, and I was like, "Oh my god, what have I been missing?" Oh, no, I never thought graphics would ever look better than God of War Three with an HDMI cable. <laughs> um, I think John has a very excellent point. Because um, obviously, when Spider Man was uh, there, people were like, "Well, why doesn't Xbox get Batman?" It's like, well, the problem is there's already a freaking studio that made in super great Batman games. Right. They're going to keep making Batman games. Like, Rocksteady is now Warner Brother, probably Golden Child, when it comes to making games. Like Also, there's, like, an entire publisher that is owned by the DC Comics company. I know there is what's now, but, like, when Spider-Man came out, it was definitely, like, Warner Brothers game, they publish whatever they want. Wasn't there rumors a couple months ago that Warner Brothers wanted to drop all of its games? That wasn't a rumor. I mean, like that was connection. actually true. That was real. Yeah, um, yeah. They I think wanted it was to get AT&T rid- was dropping Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers was looking at. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so like Rocksteady and Mortal Kombat and everybody were all kind of in the shuffle. Yes, and then they realized that everybody was willing to pay massive amounts of money for these. Uh, studios, and then they were like, you know what? Well, we're actually going to keep these guys. Yeah, because I think if I remember correctly, like Microsoft wanted to buy Rocksteady. Yeah, they did. That was the. I still think a chunk of their E three press conference was going to be blocked out for Steady, and they couldn't get it. Yeah. I think uh, the th- that's why the Nether Realms fighting game pipeline has been destabilized a bit because normally they go Mortal Kombat, um, Injustice, the DC fighting game. And they, uh, I think his name is Ted Boone, has said... Ted Boone. Um, he can suck it. Ted he's Boone. a piece of shit. Yeah, he's been like, no, we're we're doing Mortal Kombat. With our, our next game is a Mortal Kombat game. We're not doing DC next you don't, time. You don't like Ed Boone? No, Ed, Boone's a, Ed Boone is a trash of a human being. He really? actually like, has done bad things. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. What what is up with Ed Boone? I'm not I'm not a fan or a hater. I'm I'm just ignorant about what's going on. I have no idea. He had some uh, uh, al- a lot of allegations put against oh, him okay. during a couple years ago. Oh, okay. gotcha. I do. Yeah. I do remember there was a thing coming out about how NetherRealm developers all have intense PTSD because they're expected to like stare at graphic photos of like car crashes to do the gore in Mortal Kombat. Jesus. Um, I've never been a fan of the games for gameplay reasons, but that's that doesn't sound like a fun way to make a video game. I no. think. Um, <laughs> I think what they said, they haven't said if Injustice 3 is going to be next or not. Um, but uh, I think Xbox right now, 
obviously they spent seven point five billion dollars on <laughs> uh, Bethesda, so I think that's where their focus is. Definitely. Like their focus is to lead the RPG market because obviously RPGs sell very well. Um, and so they obviously, have yeah. a stronghold on the Western RPG market. Yeah. Bethesda, like they're gonna, Obsidian, yeah, they, you got yeah. that. They, they got that. So I don't think I don't think Xbox is in the superhero game or else they would have made acquisitions right. already about it. I think obviously right right now, like other than Arkham the big AAA superhero stuff is fairly new with Spider-Man and stuff, where it's like this quality of game. Like I said, Arkham excluded. Argue so. that Arkham, because back in the day, I considered Arkham to just be the best version of the wave of decent superhero titles, if you include, like, um, Infamous and, to a lesser extent, Prototype, which, while not as good as Infamous or as good storyline-wise, was, like, a really cool... Um, uh, really good in terms of mechanic mechanics. At least the first one was. Yeah, I like. I still can't believe that Sony bought Insomniac for only two hundred twenty-nine million. Yeah, that's outrageous. that's the fucking that steal. Like, I, for they me, made a game I, for Xbox. I guess I can see that I'm, because, like, post if you look at them post Sunset Overdrive, and then they had like a, a a series of somewhat indie and like VR titles. Like they were in. They weren't producing mega hits that they have, but I mean, this is actually something I did want to spin off into, which is in addition to getting a really good studio, you also need to give your team time to make the game because when you're licensing it out to like a movie studio or based on a movie product, you want to hit it within the release of the movie or at least by the time it hits home video. So you go, I'm thinking about this movie. I want to try out the video game. Um, but, like, for example, uh, Platinum Games had that stint where they made third-party licensed game with Activision, and they were all either really bad to kind of okay with the Transformers game, and they were like, look, we had less than a year to make half of these games. So yeah. all of those games don't feel super polished. They don't feel well-tested. They're all very simple compared to what you expect from Platinum Games. Did Platinum make the War for Cybertron game? Yes. Yes. That is the one that I'm saying is pretty okay. Oh, man, it's, I love those fucking games. It's a decent game. It's just, like, all mechanics from other games that they it, already made. See, I didn't like the actual... I think I didn't like... Uh, no, wait, was it Transformers Devastation? Or something yeah, like that? Made, oh, they made Devastation. Um, I, I did not like Devastation. Devastation. At all, I thought it was okay, but it's very much like here's Bayonetta, here's the yeah. counter mechanic from Metal Gear Rising, here's the mechanic that's going to be an astral chain, but we got it done now, so we'll throw it in the Transformers. Okay. I guess. Vanquish, you're still the best platinum game. Yes, I I don't agree with you, but Vanquish is definitely under underappreciated. So, um, I, but it, back, I John's got an excellent point here. Because um, I think when, if we're talking about the Sony stuff, Spider-Man 2, 2023, like, like still two years out. Yeah. And, like, that's a big deal. And, like, Wolverine is probably going to be, like, a 2024, 2025 game, I right. would assume. Um, so it's not like they're trying to rush this thing because, you know, they just had Miles last year, like, remastered. Spider-Man is still there. Spider-Man 
from PS4 is still a great game. And like, it's wild to me still to think that an exclusive Sony game is the number one selling superhero game. Is it though? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because Spider-Man PS4 is the number one selling superhero game. Yeah. But just look at the, the love and care that Sony puts in to. No, what I'm, what I'm saying here, like my point is Sony put all this care and effort into this. Okay, and okay, okay, okay. An exclusive game beat out a multi-platform. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. Uh, like yeah, like with, there have been dozens. I've seen so many times where it's like, here's a superhero game on GameCube, Xbox, Nintendo DS, Game Boy Advance, N-Gage, your, your mom's mobile phone. Uh, and despite like, you can have, and a bunch of games that year came out on a bunch of different platforms and Spider-Man sold better than some of them. I think they really got what's important about the character. Like, Spider-Man PS4 is still my favorite iteration of Spider-Man. Yeah, I like, have it's, to hold it's, it's my favorite. I, obviously, Spider-Man is my favorite fictional character of all time. And they took um, they took him, and it was like, wow, this is incredible. And then Miles came out like, wow, you guys rock. Like, and, you know, you don't have to worry about your games being published because Sony is going to publish your games because Insomniac has shown that they can fucking do it. Yeah. And Insomniac, all they have to do is just show a 40-second trailer for Wolverine. That's already one of the most hyped things because Insomniac has already proven that they can do the stuff right. Yeah. Um, so. I'll admit, I'm one of the harshest critics of Spider-Man 2018. I think that game has a lot of problems that they then dealt with in Miles. And I think having the both of them, they they are growing and making those games better. They could have easily copy and pasted a lot of Miles from Spider-Man, but they made him play distinctly different. And that just shows that they're willing to put the time, effort, and care into making these games. Yeah. But even in something that small where they could have easily phoned it in with the slightly higher graphics and a little bit changed the combat system. Nah, they they completely redid the combat system, all that. The way you play that game is completely different than how you play as Peter. And it proves that they know what they're doing and they are worthy of these IPs and just give them money, give them the time, and you're going to get the result. I agree. I think with, with their strong showing, I know people were saying, like, don't make Insomniac a Marvel studio. Well, I think what you should do is just let them like, Hey, what do you guys want to do? Exactly. Oh, well, well we made this Spider-Man game. We thought we'd try another Marvel superhero game. Let's try Wolverine. And like, obviously, yeah, you still want to go make Ratchet and Clank. That's awesome. You still want to do these side things. That's great. Yeah. Like, I also think with some things like going back and forth is such a good idea because you, you had a lot of really good Ratchet and Clank games on the PS3 and all the ones that anyone ever talks about is uh, a crack in time. And that's because it had the biggest break between the one in 2006 and that was in 2009. There was a DLC in between the two that nobody talks about. And after a crack in time, there was Into the Nexus, which released in like the twilight years of the PS3 and nobody talks about it. Because Ratchet & Clank is just a franchise that you want to miss before you get excited for the next Ratchet & Clank game. And um, I think the cool thing with Miles Morales is they made him feel so unique that it 
didn't make you think, oh my gosh, too much Spider-Man. It made you think a new way to play Spider-Man. So now when you get to play as Peter Parker again, you're like, I haven't been able to pl play a new Parker version. I'm excited for that. And then when you jump into Wolverine, that's just going to be a whole new bag of work. Uh, that's a negative sounding term, but like a whole new experience because Spider-Man is a very aerial acrobatic character and Wolverine is very much a, I just walk in front of a gun. It shoots me. I go, okay. I stab them with my claws. That's yeah. it. Um, so I, I, I think uh, Insomniac is in a good place because Spider-Man and Wolverine are like on opposite ends of like a superhero spectrum where Wolverine is like a borderline anti-hero sometimes where he's like a very aggressive, violent character and Spider-Man. The cool thing, one of my favorite parts about Spider-Man, uh, of, of Insomniac Spider-Man is that it's more effective to web people than it is to actually punch them until their HP runs out. Yeah. Um, that takes forever. If you just shoot a bunch of web blasts, they'll stick to a wall in seconds, and then you can move on to the next guy. Um, that is such a smart attention to detail for how that character should play. And Wolverine shouldn't be able to do that. He should have to just run at people with his fists. Um, I, I still hold hold that like the problem that people are trying to get at with Microsoft is just they they want characters that are like that are characters because hey Master Chief despite having a name having a voice he's very much like a you are the Master Chief you're supposed to insert yourself into that character um I feel like Gears of War hasn't been character based since Gears of War 3 I know a lot of people say good things about Gears of War 5 I think about how that story goes out. Hey, but I, I I will speak on that behalf. It has a very good story, but there's something about that franchise that isn't connecting with new people or isn't getting people interested in exploring the Xbox ecosystem. And I think Xbox needs to just make more games that are character focused, which is why I'm a little concerned about how hard they're leaning they're trying to it seems like they're going to lean on western rpgs because i think there's definitely a huge audience that likes that stuff but that's still creator characters that's still the character on the front of the box is not someone you're supposed to care about and it's not who you play in the game you create your own face and i'm not sure how well that's going to work out for them but um i think some people just want to see something someone that they want to buy a plushie for that they want to buy a statue for and put on their wall um from microsoft you see i i think xbox the ecosystem xbox built is not about that it's not about having the mascot character it's never has been xbox has leaned on the multiplayer the the big epic things, and now Games Pass, and the ability to play thousands of games at one at one time, basically, for one price. And I don't think that every person, not every console, every console should have its highs and its lows, and not all try and be the same. I don't need if I'm getting a bunch of superhero games over here at Sony. I don't think Xbox really needs them. I can get that fill from Sony. But Sony is not putting out multiplayer games. Sony has never been Sony has never been good at making multiplayer games. Maybe remember the PS3 era. And tried and Uncharted two multiplayer. Rest in peace. Oh, you God. guys remember what was that game? Drawn to Death? 
Remember that? That David Jaffe like, game? Yeah. Or like, the one where you had, it was like, it was really, it was somewhat ahead of time. It was like 300 people on the battlefield at one time. Mag. Massive Mag. action game. Yeah, no, that game was shit. Players. Yeah, <laughs> no, that game was shit. Yeah, it's so calm. <laughs> yeah. That game so the, is unplayable. The servers but, are down. If you put a disc in your PS3, it won't do anything. But Xbox has always been great at that multiplayer experience. So they should stick to that. And now with people like Bethesda and Obsidian, yeah, make the make the rest of RPGs. Control that market space. Let the play let PlayStation have JRPGs and single player action adventure games. And let Nintendo do whatever the hell it wants. I mean whatever the fuck they're doing. Of course. <laughs> I feel like Nintendo just wakes up and just like throws a bunch of random things on a dartboard and then just goes, "We're doing that today. We're adding Bluetooth to the Switch. That's what's on your on. That's what you're doing today." Yeah. They just, I love them, but sometimes I'm just like, "Oh, I did not expect this today." If you if you look at it, if we go back to the superhero stuff here, like I loved watching reaction videos when people saw the Wolverine trailer and the Spider-Man trailer because it make like. These characters mean a lot to so many people. Like, these aren't just games. Like, these characters have been around for 50-plus years. Well, Wolverine, not 50. Almost. Oh, my God. Wolverine, it will be... Wolverine's 50, I think. Was it 74? 74, 73. Okay, so he's about to be 50 years old. So, like, these characters are almost like Spider-Man's definitely... He's about to be 60 years old in two years. Um, So... Like, these characters, I think the important thing about it is, like, these characters are super important. Yeah. And I think people just want that. Like, Xbox just wants, like, oh, my God, we have the Iron Man game. Uh, we got something like that. Something where, like, it's more than just a game. It's, like, about these characters. And so PlayStation took advantage of that. Hey, we got Spider-Man. And, like, now, like, Spider-Man is, like, you want to play the new Spider-Man game? PlayStation. There you go. Um, now, so. before we end this, I have one last question, mm-hmm. and that is a game that is so far out of the typical superhero genre. How do we think Marvel's Midnight Sun's gonna do? Uh, it's gonna be. I want it to do well. I just don't expect it to. Let's fucking go. People are very adamant about not liking the card based system uh, I, I again i've said before like i'm willing to give it a shot but i don't think it's going to do well unfortunately i i was very into the idea of a tactical mar- uh marvel game i'm not sure if i'm here for the cards it feels needlessly complicated um i'm the jrpg guy <laughs> you know that's bad <laughs> yeah so here's the thing. I've played games. Card card games are such a tough thing to get right because if you do them the wrong way, like what I was thinking when I was looking at the gameplay was this is just turn-based with extra steps. Like you took all the attacks that you would have on a menu and now they just all have gi- giant art on them, but then they do the actions in real time after you select them. So I get that it's randomized. I just, I feel like... A tactical Marvel game is already a bit of of, of a stretch because most people like their like the average person who isn't like clued into video games. Yeah. When they power up the game, they're like, "I'm going to fight a thing 
my character moves in all three directions and I direct them and smack things and do attacks. Um, so going turn base is already a big step for people. Going card base is like an additional hurdle. Um, I don't. I, I I wish them well. I don't want. I don't want any game to like do poorly unless it's like uh, ethically unsound. I don't know if any of that's happening here, but like. There's something I don't know. I I I love tactics games. I'm I'm super excited for the new Advance Wars remake. I saw that gameplay and I kind of just zoned out. And I'm 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 gonna wait till reviews to find out whether I want to get this game or not. Yeah, smart choice. Um, I'm honestly excited for it. I Slate Aspire, which is a card-based roguelike, is one of my favorite games of the past couple years. And the thing that I'm excited about is nothing to do with the combat. It's all going to be about the social interactions I get to have with the different heroes that live in the manor. I think that's where this game could really shine. Like, if it's, like, so calm... I mean, so calm. Calm. Where missions last 20 minutes, and then I'm hanging out at the manor for an hour... Yeah. That's fine. If the gameplay is subpar, but the manner stuff is really cool, and, like, the relationship building, if they if they lean heavily more into the Fire Emblem side of that kind of deal, this could be a really fun game. I just don't know if... Like, it looks like they are leaning into that. I... Like I said, I don't I, I don't know. People were expecting this to be something else that it, it's not, and... Uh, I mobile Ultimate Alliance Four. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. I'm sorry. Say that one more time, Ryan. I was expecting Marvel's Ultimate Alliance Four. I mean, yeah, pretty much exactly <laughs> something along those lines, or something. Like, we're getting real magical with it. Yeah, or even something along the lines of uh, the new Guardians game that's coming out, where you're your own character, but you're fighting alongside. I said something along those lines. I'm not saying it's going to have to be that exactly. But, like, I don't know. I, I, we'll wait and see. It's it's one of those things where you're just going to have to wait and see. Now, uh, what do you got to say, Eric? Okay. Uh, I was going to say, I am excited for it because uh, I am not a big tactics uh, game guy. Like, I, I don't really care for them. I much like, John say, I like popping in and slashing people open as Wolverine or beating the crap out of people as Batman, but, like, tactic games don't really do it for me. I'm going to buy this, because these characters mean a lot to me, and I'm probably going to put this game on easy mode. I That's what I'm going to do. I'm just really excited, because they're doing really dark, scary, supernatural stuff with the Marvel Universe, and if y'all don't think I'm going to have Blade and Ghost Rider on my team the entire time, yeah, oh my god. I, uh, man, what? I want a good Ghost Rider game. Oh my god, who would make a good Ghost Rider game? Ooh, who'd make a good Ghost Rider game? Let me think here. Honestly, for how out there and crazy that character is, I'd say Platinum Studios. I was going to say it, but I always say Platinum. <laughs> That's a character, though, that... I didn't want to be the guy. You need some crazy... Or you could give the Capcom and let the Devil May Cry team do it. You need somebody yeah. who has that kind of knowledge of action and of saying action that, type game. Saying Platinum with extra steps. <laughs> But I think the better version of Platinum. Saying Platinum Elite. <laughs> but no, I, I think like 
Ryan's right. Like, I'm going to spend a lot of time. I'm ready to hang out with Doctor Strange or stuff like yeah, that. I just want to meditate on a cliff of Doctor Strange. I, I, that's that's why I'm excited for this game. Like, the card stuff, I've played Chain of Memories. I know that card stuff is not the best. Uh, but um, Chain of Memories is still one of those good cars. games. I've played Chain of really Memories. Good game. Okay. Right. Um, so, like, card stuff doesn't really bother me. I'm just excited to play the story, his character, uh, these with these characters. Um and you know it's good that we don't we're getting the ones we don't usually see a lot like yeah. i know we got to have cap and tony in there just for like hey look we have iron man and Catherine. but obviously like look we're gonna have magic in here we're gonna have um, characters. we're gonna have very obscure but very like supernatural characters and i think that's exciting that's an exciting thing and it's from a studio that knows how to do this stuff like this I forget what their fucking Coaxel or whatever. What's their name? Coaxis. 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 This is their bread and butter. Like I, I'm I'm ready for it. That plus that fucking Wolverine gif is so fucking good. It's a very good gif. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, But yeah, I'm 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 um I'm ready for it. Now I have a question. What's up? I would like everyone to say their top five superhero games of all time. Ooh. Now, for this, I will say, like, Infamous, anything is included. So, like, if you want to say Wonderful 101, anybody, Ooh. go right ahead. Uh, it doesn't have to be ex- existing IP or anything. So, Okay. Do you have your list ready, Eric, or would you like us uh, to go first? Uh, I, sure, I'll go first. Um, Hit me so... Number one, obviously, is 2018's Marvel Spider-Man. No, uh, really? Yeah, that's uh, my number three favorite game of all time. Holy um, shit, that's crazy. I don't need I don't need to say much more about it. Like we all know, Spider-Man yeah. is great. Uh, number two, Arkham City. Uh, damn, that game is good. Yeah. <laughs> good God, Arkham City is really good. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go with Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions. Because I really loved all the different takes on Spider-Man. Like, I love sneaking around as Spider-Man Noir. I love having the crazy, amazing Spider-Man with the quips. I like the futuristic uh, Miguel from 2099. And I love having the black suit uh, in the Ultimate Spider-Man universe. And, like, it was each felt so different and unique. Uh, that plus Mysterio is my favorite Spider-Man bad guy. So having him the main bad guy is always good. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with uh, Spider-Man 2 from 2004. Of course. Uh, Because that game is exceptional. Uh, The web-swinging gameplay was so revolutionary with the physics and everything. Um, And it was so fucking good. Still the best movie tie-in game ever. Um, And then number five, I am going to have to go... uh, Let's see, they're going to meet. I'm going to go with Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight is so good. Okay. That, that that gameplay is fantastic and it just looks gorgeous. So All right, I could see that. Uh Ryan, you're next. I'll go next, yeah. All right. Uh I'm going to go down though. I want to end with number 1. Uh number 5 would be Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1. Such a I good absolutely love that game. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with when, that. When when I I forgot how old I was when that came out, but I played a shit ton of it. I remember that. Then, number four, X-Men Origins Wolverine for the PS3. Let's go. That game captured 
everything I love about Wolverine. And I hope in, I hope Insomniac takes a little bit from it. Because that game figured out how you make a Wolverine game. Number three would be Spider-Man Miles Morales. Okay. That's a great game. I like what I'm hearing. That's probably my, that's my honorable two, mention. Is Miles. Arkham Origins. Number one, Arkham City. Yeah. Oh fuck it. That's a really Arkham, good list. Arkham Origins is probably the most underrated of all the Arkham stories. It's oh, really fucking I mean, it was really cool. <laughs> I would say it's probably number three on my list of Arkham games. I got I got the black mask thing uh spoiled by somebody, so that was the uh that fucking was the non fun part. But uh fucking ass. I won't say it because I know I know uh John's gonna play it soon, so I, I won't say much. But, uh, I'm not going to give really the good. spoiler, but the way you like Mysterio is the way I like Black Mask. He's one of my favorite villains. Black Mask is awesome. John, you're up next. All right, so I wasn't prepared, so I just cobbled together a list of superhero games I really, really like Yeah, and that's what while we're you guys are talking. So this isn't the definitive John list. Also, I haven't played Spider-Man Miles Morales, so if it's missing, it is. Uh, if that bumps you out, I'm sorry. Um, my number good. one is Spider-Man 2018. Uh, I just love Spider-Man. It's my favorite superhero. It's about a dweeby little kid who just likes messing around with electronics. He gets spider powers, and he goes on to be a good boy and just save the world. He gets and spider he does powers. It, and he tries so hard that sometimes he neglects his personal life. I think that's just a really good story. Uh, I think what they did with that game that made it so good, in addition to being an open-world AAA game that's really good and the combat's good, I like how they focus on just Peter Parker being Peter Parker sometimes. I like the moments where you play as Peter Parker doing his science job and seeing how he's so excited to connect squares on lines because that's just the kind of weird guy Peter Parker is. Um, and I also... I, I didn't mind. I kind of enjoyed the MJ segments. I didn't think they were great. Um, but I like playing as Spider-Man Friends. I think that's an important part of his, uh, of that important thing that should be going on. I just realized I had to make a change, something. Um, but my next game is going to be Batman Arkham City. I did not like open world games before Batman Arkham City. Um, every time a game was like, could you do a race? I'd be like, no, I want to save the world. I don't give a shit about a race. Someone would be like, could you collect these things for me? I'd be like, no, why would I do that? I just want to finish the game. And then uh, Batman Arkham City goes, can you do this race? And then Zaz says, or I'll kill someone. And then I'll be like, oh shit, I'll go do that race so that I save someone from Zaz just stabbing them. Yeah. Um, when Riddler is doing all this ro- Riddler trophy bullshit, he's like, I've got a bunch of politicians captured. If you don't um solve all my riddles by daybreak i'm going to kill them all i'm like i felt motivated to do all the random side stuff in that game because it was all tied with the within a narrative that makes sense for why batman would be doing that and then on top of that the main story quest is really good um the boss fights are really good the mr freeze boss fight is one of the best boss fights in video games because the ai goes oh you just attacked me from a vent. I'm going to pour gasoline into the vent, light it on fire. You can't use vents for the rest of this fight. Yeah. And so you have to 
be like, oh my gosh, uh, look at all of your gadgets and see what you have left. To the end where I'm like throwing batarangs, which I never usually do in that game. Um, just like haphazardly as I try to figure out what I got. Um, so that's number two. Uh, my number three is Infamous 2. Um, it's my personal favorite Infamous games. It's really hard because I actually do really like Second Son. I just think Infamous 2 does a better job of having a lot of fun powers and traversal elements. Uh, I 100% in that game. I almost never do that. Um, that game had like a, an ability to just like make a pulse out and it'll show you where all of the collectibles are within a certain area. And that made uh, trying to 100% that game so much easier. The story is also really good. It takes place in a fictional New Orleans, which is not a, a type of city you see a lot in video games. There's a section of that area that's all underwater in a swamp because there's a natural disaster that happens at the beginning of the game. Um, it was kind of weird. They, they doubled down on their, do I want to help this kitten or do I want to stab an old lady? They doubled down in that by also having two partners that are basically the angel and devil on your shoulder where one girl's like, I have fire powers and I look like a demon. Uh, do what I say and you'll get fire powers. And the other girl is like, I'm a cop. Uh, I have ice powers now because the story happened. Uh, do what I say if you want to get better ice powers. And I'm like, okay. Um, but it's still kind of fun. Both sets of powers were really good. Um, my fourth game is Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Uh, it is just a really good fighting game that pits all of the Marvel Universe against a bunch of the really good Capcom characters. It is the only game where you can play as Dante, Doctor Strange, and Amaterasu. It's just... It is the closest a game at that time had ever gotten to Smash Brothers levels of just, like, here's a bunch of, like, really cool characters, some of which that don't make sense. Um, that game has aged so well... Because when it came out, people were like, really? You're bringing in Rocket Raccoon? Doctor Strange? I'm like, uh, I don't really care about those. And now those are household names. Because that was in the midst of the early parts of the MCU just after Avengers. And now all of those are a big deal. Um, and then my number five, certainly not my least favorite, um, but just the one I put at the bottom, Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, oh my god, I forgot about that one. It is Spider-Man 2, but better. And people sleep on it. I don't know if it was, like, people were racist against cel-shaded games back then, because I remember everyone hated Wind Waker because it looks like a cartoon. Um, cel-shaded sucks. Windmaker? That's a different discussion. Yeah, that is a different discussion. Oh, oh. Continue. Uh, I, I liked Ultimate Spider-Man because it is the Spider-Man, Insomniac Spider-Man 2, in 2005 because you play as spider-man and then you play as venom sometimes there are segments where someone will like knock the fuck out of peter parker and then the game is like you're venom now this is a venom section and venom is just as fun to play as spider-man uh he does that like, game he, that game fucking was rad i just re i just had shot yeah, back my child yeah <laughs> it was weird that game was cool it was weird because peter parker was voiced by mac the main character from foster's home for imaginary friends yes yes i remember all of this now oh, it's I coming back only i only like every time yes. they show peter parker's face i'm like that's not his face his face is that kid from the show with the blue guy um blue yes blue <laughs> I, I, I was just joking around. I know his name is Blue. Um, 
Uh, but, like, Venom can just straight up eat people. Like, he... I think the way it works is that his health is constantly going down when you're Venom. You have to so you consume. Have to, you have to eat people. It's like a game of Rampage. Um, but then, after you beat the game, whenever you decide to switch to Venom, it turns into, like, a Grand Theft Auto mode where you can just do random destruction and there will be an increasing resistance force of, like, first cops will come and shoot you, then the SWAT will come and you'll see militarized police officers, then the army and, like, helicopters and tanks will start attacking you, and it's just like a Hulk game, yeah. but you're just Venom running around eating people, picking up cars, throwing them, doing, like, your tendril attacks. Um, but then the story is also really good. Um, it is just straight up the ultimate Spider-Man line from when it started to... Uh, the last storyline that was out when they started making the game. Um, so Nick Fury pops up a couple times, and it's Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury. Um, it also has a bunch of fun crossovers where, like, there's a boss fight against Wolverine, and then Wolverine is like, Ugh, I guess I shouldn't have been drinking so much, and that's funny. Um, this is another game where they tie in the optional stuff to the story. So, like, your random races are... Human Torch will just, like, piss off Peter Parker and just be like, I'm faster than you. Try to beat me. And I'll be like, you know what? Fuck you, Human Torch. I know you have fire-flying fi powers. I'm going to web-swing faster than you. John was um, a very angry child. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> I just thought it was funny as a kid that, like, there was nothing bigger than just, like, hey, Human Torch is, like, saying you're a slow guy. Try to beat him in a race. Um, So that's that's... That's one of my favorite. I like it a little bit more than Spider-Man 2 because Spider-Man 2, at least on the GameCube, was kind of glitchy. There was a handful of moments where I'd like fall through the world or in a couple um, cutscenes, like one involving uh, Mysterio. There's a part where like a newscaster comes in and as he's walking in a frame, his head just fills the entire screen. And then it cuts, and then he's back to normal. But um, for that reason, I, I, I like Ultimate Spider-Man a little more than Spider-Man 2. Okay, nice. And uh, for me, I'm going to go with number five is Spider-Man for N64 slash PS2. Oh, man, that's a good Just because it's my... Like, like, you're talking about 2000 Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. With the fog everywhere? Yeah. Oh, First level, and never like, forget. We'll put it in you a... You can web anywhere, even yeah. if there's no building. Yeah. Yep. Funny. Oh, yeah. We'll put this bomb in a safe place. I still reference that to this day uh, for no no reason whatsoever. Well, Just the four people who will get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, number four, uh, this is going off the top of my head. I'm going to go with Batman Arkham Knight. Just because, like, while it was... It wasn't what I wanted out of that game. Like, there was way too much uh, Batmobile stuff. I feel like we kind of didn't really need that, but I'm glad that they put it in there. And also, like, the story of Arkham Knight as was a great. Tank, I did not like how many times a puzzle was like, hey, you need the Batmobile. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, it was just I'm too underground. much. I'm underground. I'm in a building. Yeah. <laughs> well, what you still need it? it. Yeah. So it's like, go back out there and get it. Um, number three is going to be, uh, it's a good question. Arkham Asylum, just because it's one of the goats. Number two is going to be Spider-Man 2018. 
And of course, number one is Arkham City, just because uh, probably one of the biggest Batman fans out there, Eric, I'll fight you. Just remember that. I, that <laughs> just remember that. That is my spot in this in this thing we call the penultimate conquest. Okay, all right. You can have Spider Man. I'll be back in one sec. But I, I, I'm having I'm having Batman. Having said that, we are going to close oh. out the show. Just because, <laughs> just because we're going a little too long here, um, let's do some plugs. Eric, we're gonna be fine. Hi, yes, uh, Eric Seekin on Twitter. Uh, we, um, if you haven't watched any of our speaking of superhero stuff, we do a Marvel show called Marvel Mondays Initiative, and we had our last show for our little hiatus. We talked about Ant Man; it was great. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in that, please check out. They're all on YouTube and stuff. If you want to see how we think about the MCU and everything. Um, yeah, like Ruben said at the beginning, I got a kid coming next month. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm really excited to eat some Spanakopita after this. So, Spanakopita? Uh, yeah. Wow. That's a Greek uh, thing, right? Yeah, it's a Greek thing. It's uh, feta cheese and spinach and like a pastry. Uh, it's really fucking good. Interesting. What are we talking about now? Spanakopita. Oh, Ooh, it's kind of that reminds yeah. me of the uh, uh, crap, the Venture Brothers episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know <laughs> why I pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> um, John, where could people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Noisy Shark. If I do anything interesting, I usually post it there. Uh, I've been trying to write and make a video for a review of. Neo, the world ends with you. I've been having some writer's block and things going on in my personal life. It's been making it hard, though. But eventually, I should have it out sometime soon. Okay, cool. And Ryan, where can people find you? People can find me at Ryan the Lion three zero five five wherever it is. At um yeah, Ryan three zero five five on Twitter. Okay, cool. I'm also gonna be giving some sign announcements for Anime Nation. Because we have two major things coming up. One is tonight drops Star Wars Visions. So that's going to be a big one. It's been getting amazing reviews from people who have already seen it. So that's one. And then yeah. we got fall anime season. So we're going to be doing our seasonal breakdown like we've done for every season oh, so far. Oh, all right. So we, got, uh, so we got two big ones coming up. Ryan, we're so close to the last part of Attack on Titan. I could probably, I can, we're I can so practically close. taste it. When does it come Don't out? January. Oh, that's that. You still got a little while to go. No, we're so close, Eric. We're so close. I could practically taste it. He's um, tasting things he should be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, while we were doing this discussion, I was working on the thumbnail for this, and man, oh man. I put it in the Facebook group chat. Go check it out. It's really, really fun. I love it so much. Um, yeah, some professional, gourmet-ass-looking shit. Well, good thank job. you very much. Really thank you very much. That's good. Um, you can find me at that guy Tuesday on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find the channel's uh, Instagram at Penultimate Conquest and Twitter, uh, Pen Conquest, and... We'll find something to do for Thursday. But until then, we'll see you guys later. Excelsior.
Excelsior. Bye -bye. No, that's not Excelsior. the that's not the show. That's, that's, not the show. that's what I'm bringing to it, Ruben. Okay, all right.